Alexander Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has Been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Bill League for Children's Projectile State Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Ah, you know, I'm doing all right. Not too bad. Yeah, you're a little uh, rambunctious today. You came in all aggressive, not me. I did not come in all aggressive. Yes, you did. No. Yeah, yeah no. absolutely you did. So. No, that's not true. No. That's absolutely I am, true. I am totally in a defensive posture at this point. In fact, you, you attacked me not five minutes ago. I did not attack you. It was you. a vicious, violent attack. It wasn't even vicious or violent. Well, under in today's terms, it oh yeah, is. no, yeah. under today's terms, yeah. that was actually probably considered assault. Oh yeah, but it, it, that was uh, you know uh, the the worst thing that you could possibly do to another human being. Yeah, yeah. worse than Hitler. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on, man? Uh, you know, just uh, look. I wanted to start this week off. I had a like a um, like a uh, uh, like a. You know, immigration is a big topic right epiphany? now. Epiphany is that the word not, you're not, looking not for? Not even epiphany, but more revelation. Just more of a, maybe revelation might be the better word okay. for it. And what I don't understand about this thing is this: what thing are we talking the about? Immigration itself, just in general. Like, if you drive around this country right now, right? There's one thing that you will notice in every business you go into. Okay, there is, is a sign that every one of them has. Right. What is that sign? Um, uh, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Well, that's there's some of them that have that. Not all of them, but some of them do. Uh, long-haired, freaky people need not apply. Uh, no, no. no Even though it. that would be awesome if, if that was around. <laughs> if I had a business, I would put that up. But no, it is that they're all hiring. Right. So we have a massive um, deficit when it comes to the number of workers in this country. Yeah, we have exceptionally low unemployment right now. I, I want to say it's like around, It's I think it's under 4%. I think it was like 3.8% unemployment. So it's under 4% and all the signs are up everywhere. But that's kind of a misnomer. It's because so many people are, just don't work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. There's a whole lot of people. That here's the thing, though. It doesn't change anymore. the fact that if those people still aren't working. What do you get? I mean, oh, that's true. Yeah. So we have a massive deficit of people right. that we need in this country, right? Right. In addition to that, if you take an honest look at the Ponzi scheme known as Social Security, right. the only thing that keeps that Ponzi scheme going is an increase in the number of people working vice the people of uh, vice the number of people versus, retired. Versus, versus we just talked about that. Versus the number of people retired, right? <laughs> right. Not working. So in order for all these old people, and here's the thing, the current generation of people that are on Social Security, I think it'll affect like the end of them but not like the meat of them what so a lot of the people that are that are on social security right now mm -hmm. will still probably get checks all the way till they die oh yeah yeah but some of them at a certain point aren't going to get checks anymore because the government's not going to be able to keep doing it no nah, or they're, they're going to have to do something yeah they'll just print money they're just going to yeah, print money, right. which will just increase inflation and, and right cause other so cause even other though problems. they're still getting checks they really can barely buy cat food with it correct yeah so Given those two problems right now, 
what I what I fail to understand, and maybe it, you know, it's 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 there's an obvious reason to it, but I I, I don't want to get to that obvious reason first. So if you have millions of people that are on the southern part of this border that are trying to come over here to right. make a better life for themselves, why don't you just let them the fuck in? Because Americans don't like brown people. Well, you know, maybe that's what it is. That's kind of what it boils down to. And it pisses. Here's the thing. <laughs> and it's left and right. It, this know? is the part that pisses me off. Yeah. And I think, look, let's take the argument of that bringing more Mexicans into the country right. is going to diminish the percentage of white people that are here. Right. Let's take that first argument and let's look at, let's go down the racist culture argument on it. Right. The one where they're going to fuck with our culture and we're not going to have, you know, white people aren't going to be the majority in this country and all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Okay. That's going to happen either way. Right. And, and that is a, the, the reason it's going to happen is not a race thing other than it is a, in a successful country, the birth rates go down. Right. We are a successful country. Our birth rates went down. Right. The second thing is. Well, the, the, here, here's the thing. We have to understand that in a few generations anyway, there's I think there's going to be so little distinction by race anymore because everybody is, you know, or the, the majority of people are going to end up being mixed race. You know, I was watching the NFL draft um, past couple of nights. Right. Yeah. And I know you don't care about that. But one of the interesting things I saw in there, which I think is a wonderful thing is that so many of the new NFL players that were just drafted are uh, from mixed-race families. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I think that's kind of the direction that, you know, America and the world is eventually going to go, is within several generations, there's not going to be much distinction between race because we're going to be so intermingled that none of it's going to matter anymore. That's right. You know? So I, I, I think that anyone is that's still holding out for that is just like, you know, you don't understand how, you know, species evolve over time. Yeah. So, yeah, you're 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 failing to take a look at the the truth behind the human race. And, and also you're failing to take a look honestly at what a melting pot that this country is actually means though. Right. Like, look, just cause you're going to mix a little salsa in with the fucking, with the melting pot. Isn't a bad thing by the way. Right. Yeah. Like I, look, who doesn't love tacos? Yeah. Who doesn't exactly. Who doesn't <laughs> right. fucking love tacos? <laughs> right. And all these different countries are all these different people from their different countries bring their cultures to this country though. Right. And you know what? Most of it revolves around food. Yeah. Right. Like, and here's the thing I've gone and music and music. Yeah. Food and music. Right. Like, what's the problem? I don't understand the <laughs> exactly. fucking problem here. Yeah. Like, I've gone to... Here's the thing. I've noticed when I go in, like... And again, I, I, I equate it to, you know, the food delivery thing, right? Right. So I'll go to, like, a Dominican restaurant or to a Spanish restaurant or to an Indian restaurant or something else like that. Right. And typically, I am taking the food from that authentic Spanish restaurant right. to some person named Judy. Now, right. I'm going to go ahead and assume... <laughs> yeah, to Bob. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and assume... <laughs> That Judy or Bob yeah. is not a fake name to make it think that they're American. Right. They're probably some honkies. How many times have you gone to an Indian restaurant to pick up food for Sanjay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, Don't get me wrong. It, it's, it does happen it's from more time. Like, it's more likely Tom or, you know. It does happen Mike from time to time. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But then again, I've also gotten Sanjay Pro from. Probably a few Karens, too. That Well, you know, yeah. But I've also gotten Sanjay from Five Guys Pizza, by the way. Or from Five Guys right. Fucking Burgers. Like, yeah. I've got, it, it, everybody's eating other people's shit. Yeah. You know, cultural appropriation, and this is another thing. Cultural appropriation is a good thing, not a bad thing. Right. There's no getting around. It's a good thing. The fact that we're mixing up and we're... The 
the biggest or the greatest power that this country has is that we are a melting pot. Right. Because we can take all these other people from all these other countries and it, look, they initially won't totally assimilate. Their kids will partially assimilate and their grandkids will totally assimilate. Right. So you're two to three generations away from really an assimilation. Yeah. Come to America and, and enjoy the whiteification. Or here's the thing. I don't, do you really consider it a whiteification, or is it just this is what America's all about? Yeah, it's it's the McDonald'sification. Because here's the thing. <laughs> Enjoy the Norwegians are all white, right? Right. They don't treat their country that way. They're what very homogeneous homo, or whatever. Homogeneous. Homogeneous. Yeah. All the other countries around the world are way more homogeneous than we are. Oh yeah, that is true. Well, not all, but yeah, the, the majority. But I would is say. there name one country that's not that's 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 more that's that, that's more of a melting pot than us. Um, I would say the UK is comparable to us. Yeah. Um, and, I, I that but it, that has more to do with colonization. They colonized so many places and made so many people British citizens that, you know, <laughs> that was inevitable. Um, so, yeah, it's it, you're right. Uh, we are probably the, the most, uh, you know, integrated culture in the world or yeah. close to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're, we're definitely up there. No doubt about that. Which, again... I view this as a good thing. Right. Which brings me down to the immigration fight that's coming on right now. Well, it's again, it's like everything we say about America is that, you know, America has a lot of flaws, a lot of problems. Uh, we do still have issues with racism. Uh, we are a creeping authoritarian country. But on the whole, we're better than most other places. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, we always have to couch that and say, you know, even though we're we're bashing some of what's wrong with america it, that's not saying that you know other places aren't a whole lot worse yeah you know it's just we have a much higher standard that we hold america to yeah 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 so now with that being said we're talking right now about how the you know the border is out of control and you know there's all these people that are trying to get over and it's causing you know overwhelming things going on at the border right well here's the solution to it by the way and my again my opinion the solution to it is this and we've talked about this before, so that's what I'm saying. My, my, my position on this really hasn't changed. Right. I don't personally think that I am open borders. But if you ask for the definition of what open, or for what most people think open borders is, I'm absolutely open borders. Then why are you not open borders? Well, because what I would say is, I still think an open border would mean that you don't have to tell people that you're coming. Right. And I would think that you should have a <laughs> checkpoint that you would say, hey, I want to come to America. They say, hey, fill this shit out and take a test. You know, uh, like, a, uh, hmm. you know, make sure you don't have any diseases or anything. Right. And then you're in. Yeah. Sick high all there, Alex. I don't, what are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, yeah. Well, I don't believe I'm not open borders at all because I don't think borders should exist, period. You know, uh, that's more of my default I got position. you. So, I hear what you're saying. So there's, there's no line on a map for anyone to have to worry about crossing. I got you. you. Know, okay. where, where, wherever the hell you want. I got you. But let's just say that we keep America as America for right now. Right. Right. And then if you want to come here, announce who you are. They check you off a database to make sure you're not some kind of fucking terrorist or something like that. Right. Make sure you're not sick or bringing in some kind of disease into the country. Right. Other than that, you should just be allowed the fuck in. Right. Now, now there, there, can, there can be rules that go along with it. But the thing that everybody needs to agree on first is that we're just going to let everybody in. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Oh, no, no. I know it's not going to happen. I know that what I'm saying is the minority opinion. Right. But at the same time, I'm 
you're looking at all the problems and you're just like, this would fucking solve it. Right. And the fact that no, if you if you bring this up to anybody else, like other than you, but if you bring this up, people look at you like you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, how in the world can you do that? You're going to take away Americans' jobs. How are you fucking figuring that? Right. Because you know what? I got millions of them. There's millions of them right now. Here's the thing. If you brought at least, if, if we allowed just anybody to come over here right now, I'd hire three or four of them. Right. And you know why I'd hire three or four of them? You could use some Mexicans. I, mean, I could use all <laughs> kinds of different people. Right. So and if, I don't say that in any pejorative way. Mexicans work hard, man. Yeah. They're some of the hardest you, workers out there. Here's the thing. Just like 100 years ago when Italians came here, Italians were hard workers. Or when, when the when the Irish came here, the Irish were hard workers. Yeah. You know, or the Germans Then came, they figured they out hard organized hard crime, and it was, you know. Well, that was a different thing. <laughs> yeah, it's Fugazi. Yeah, it's Fugazi. It's a Fugazi. So if you look at it from this perspective, I don't, like, I don't see why you'd be against the immigration part of it. Now, I Oh, there's a solution. You realize that. Well, get rid of government. No, no, no. Actually, right, there's, hold uh, there's on. you got a real one. Yeah, I, I got a real solution. Uh, we, uh, you know, announced that we're offering um, citizenship to all Ukrainian re- refugees. You know, so now you've got uh, five million people uh, uh, labor force uh, suddenly in America, and uh, you don't have to worry about any pushback from the uh, from the Republicans or from the uh, you know the the bleeding heart liberals who uh, you know think that uh, immigrants can't uh, do anything for themselves. Uh, and have to take care of them because you'd have actual, you know, uh, white people, literally Caucasians. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it, <laughs> here you go. Problem well, no, solved. And hold on. And that's the other thing, by the way. If you opened up and got rid of the quotas right. for, for, for immigration right. and you just let people come to the country, right. you don't think there's a bunch of people in Europe that are going to come over? Like the melting pot will also include more people coming from well Europe. That is the thing. I mean, back back when uh, you know it was common to say America's a melting pot, it was America's a melting pot for Europe. You know, uh, that's really you know that's that's what a lot of people thought when you said that. Yeah. But uh, you know, we 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 truly need to be a uh, melting pot for the world, except for those fucking Asians. No Asians. Yeah. No keep, Asians. Keep huh? those fucking Asians out, man. <laughs> I, I'm kidding, of course. People love um, Chinese food, by the way. Yeah, that's true, but that's that's not that's not actually Chinese food. No, it's not. Oh, you you take some kung pao chicken to China, and people look at you like you got three heads, man. Oh, for real? Yeah, there ain't no bat or dog in that. What the fuck are you trying to serve me? So now, what is what is this chicken and pork shit? <laughs> so it brings up this one this article that came up, and I thought this was a really good overall description of it. Okay. So a conservative Catholic organization responded to comments that Rep- Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene made about the church last week, calling her a disgrace. In an interview with Catholic Militant last week, Green said that the recent efforts... Catholic Militant? Yeah. Yeah. What what is that? Uh, Like a podcast or something. Oh, okay. In an interview with Catholic Militant last week, Green said that recent efforts... Hang on a second. I I don't mean to interrupt you again, but what a contradiction in concepts. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Because Jesus was such a militant. So... This is what he said. In an interview with Catholic Militant last week, Green said that recent efforts by Christian organizations and churches to help resettle undocumented immigrants and refugees in the U.S. are evidence of Satan controlling the church. The church is not doing its job and not adhering to the teachings of Christ, Green said in an interview. The president of Catholic League of Religious and Civil Rights, Bill Donahue, responded to the Georgia Congresswoman uh, Congresswoman's comments in a statement Wednesday saying that Green had plenty of opportunities to make rational criticisms of Christian organizations assisting refugees instead of slandering the entire Catholic Church. 
Satan is controlling the Catholic Church? Question mark. She needs to apologize to Catholics immediately. She's a disgrace. Donnie, you said in a statement. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I got to say that has got to be the most idiotic statement I've ever heard from a congressperson. Oh, so you talk about Green's comments? Yeah. That she said, yeah, that that because that they're not doing their job because Catholics are support uh, illegal immigrants that they are run by Satan. It, it, that's what she said, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, that's a woman who's actually never read the New Testament. <laughs> Here's the thing. It says here, the church is not doing its job and not adhering to the teachings of Christ. No, they that are. That is the exact opposite <laughs> right. of the truth. Right, yeah. Like, here, not only is it the exact opposite of the truth, that's the solution. You don't need government involved. Right. You need the churches and other organizations to help those people and coming over to this country. I do find it fascinating that, that so many people who, who call themselves Christians actually have zero idea about what even what Christ said. Yeah. You know, if you're going to call yourself like a, a follower of a religion of a person, you should at least know what that person's positions were. Yeah. You know. Uh, it, it's just insanity. But again, you know, a lot of these people support Trump's for, <laughs> for reasons that make no sense because those aren't his positions either. Yeah. That they, you know, so they just superimpose whatever they think on whatever figure they choose to follow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? Now here's the thing. So she and so she got a response back to this one, and then what her response was: I refuse to use kinder, general language as Bill Donahue might prefer when I talk about his disgusting and corrupt friends who made him rich with the donations from ordinary church-going Catholics, Green wrote. That's probably true. Now, again, here's the thing. Is it true that he probably got a lot of money, that he's getting paid a lot of money and stuff like that? Right. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, I'm sure. However, it doesn't change the fact that this is what their organization should be doing. Right. Is taking care of those less fortunate. Absolutely. Period. And you know who doesn't have to pay for it then? The, the rest of us. Yeah. The government. Right. Unless you want to voluntarily. Yeah, unless you're donating to the Catholic Church. Yeah. Yeah. So... Here's the thing. If you are a person that's willing to to sponsor a family coming across the border. Right. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. Right. That should be celebrated, not not called Satan. Right. And for Marjorie Taylor Greene to come out and say what she said shows, one, she's completely fucking heartless. She's just an idiot. And two, honestly, at this point, I can't say you're not a little racist. Yeah, yeah. Probably so. You know, like I, I can't say that you don't have a little bit of racism in you right there. And obviously, anything that you say about religion is, a, by definition, irony because what you're saying is the exact opposite of the truth. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like we should be, look, we should be welcoming people into this country. It would be a good thing to welcome them. And this is the part I never can figure out from the Republicans, by the way. And I'll never figure this one out. They're so adamantly against it. Like, they're so adamantly against bringing more people into this country. Right. And I wish you would admit your reason why. Because, yeah. and again, sometimes you'll catch people saying it. Sometimes you'll catch them saying, oh, it's the culture thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Those people coming across the border are not automatically Democrats. They're not Democrats coming across the border. As a matter of fact, as a percentage of the vote, if you're looking at a percentage of the vote, right. Hispanics vote are starting to vote more Republican now than Democrat. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, their numbers are going up. It's especially true with Cubans <laughs> here in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Especially, Cubans in Florida are overwhelmingly Republican. Yeah. yeah. So I don't understand. 
Like, there's no argument that I can hear you make that makes any sense anymore. The other one is, uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna hurt the economy. They're, the exact opposite is true there too. Look, right. the more people you bring in, the the more your GDP is gonna be. The more people need jobs because if people are coming over here, they need services. You know, they need goods and services too. Right, and that means more people are gonna be able to create things domestically. Right. Right. Like, I don't understand the problem here. That's the thing. I don't understand the problem at the end of the day. Right. I wish you could wrap it around your fucking heads that we need these people. Like, it's not even a want these people. We need these people. And if we don't get them, and if you old people, the ones that are the, the you know, like the biggest voting block are still going to vote to keep those people out, then you're cutting the throat of not your generation. But you're cutting the throat of the immediate next generation of people that aren't going to be able to take advantage of the Ponzi scheme because you won't let them in the country. Right. Right. Well, you know, you're making an assumption that uh, people think rationally about these things and, and they don't. They they think emotionally. You know, they react emotionally to all these things. And when you have an emotional hot button issue, um, you know, that's what you're going to get. And if, if someone is worried about their, their culture being eroded, then, yeah, it's, it doesn't matter what the, the logical uh, you know, thought process is. It, it just doesn't matter. I mean, there's a, another example I, I kind of wanted to get to on this, and, and I think we can segue from here, is um, that there's a, a Florida law that just passed, right? It's the, what they're calling the election police law. Oh, yeah. Okay. And... I kind of want to go into this and, and dissect it because it is so much of what you talked about is actually built into this. Now, basically, this law does a few different things. First, it creates a um, a, a police force to uh, under the Department of State to investigate any type of election fraud. Uh, second, it uh, uh, requires that supervisors of elections um, you know clean up their voter rolls every year. Okay. Uh, third, it uh, uh, makes it a felony to do ballot harvesting. And fourth, it prohibits ranked choice voting. Okay. Now, in the grand scheme of things, none of those matter whatsoever. The police force it, it creates is 25 people. Now, if the <laughs> it's 25 people. There's 67 counties in the state. So that means basically there's... There's one person, one cop, for two and a half counties. And if you take the number of precincts in the average county, that's probably like one cop for like, I don't know, 5,000 precincts. You know what I'm saying? 500. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Okay. My point is, is they I can't, do understand your point. They can't, they can't cover them all. It's still overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, so first of all, that's meaningless. And if the governor needed to do that, he could have just tasked the FDLE say, Hey, create a task force of 25 people. And if there's any, uh, you know, election fraud, you or the guys, you guys be on top of it, you know, that sort of thing could have been easy to solve with that. Um, the other things in there, rank choice. Okay. Prohibiting it. Look, you would have to pass a law anyway to make that happen here in the state. So by prohibiting it, it does absolutely nothing. Well, hold on a second. No, hang on. Let me finish this off. Okay. It doesn't do anything because if it ever does get passed, it would just repeal the older law that it replaced. So, but we would have to make a law anyway. So now when we make that law, we just have to say, oh, and by the way, we're repealing this subsection of 2022 statute, whatever. You know, <laughs> it, it's completely meaningless there too. Well, no, no. Hold on. Let me disagree right, with you right, real let, quick. Go ahead. 
there were places around the state of Florida in local governments that were doing rake choice voting. It was really? starting to take hold. Oh. And this was done in a preemptive way for the state to ban the practice statewide. Then I stand corrected. Then there is only one thing that had any meaning whatsoever in this bill. Um, the other things, though. Uh, well, hold on. There, there's another thing I want to talk about, though. Go ahead. I totally agree with cleaning up the voter rolls, though. Yeah, but the the supervisor of elections do this all they the time. They should be doing anyway. it anyway. They do. Well, they don't do a very good job right now. Yeah, you know, look, some are better than others, but it's something they do anyway. This is just requiring them to do it a little more often. You know, yeah, I don't have a problem. Some of them do. I, I don't have a problem with that one. And uh, uh, the other thing, the ballot harvesting, that is the most ridiculous thing anyway, because they're making it a felony to collect mail-in ballots, right? Yeah. Okay. So the left is just screaming about this. You know, this is going to prevent, you know, and, and of course they're screaming about the, the precinct police, too, because it's like, oh, my God, you're going to have storm Jim Crow stormtroopers in every precinct. No, yeah. There's 25 fucking people. Yeah. What are they going to do? Um, and that's not what they're there for. They're only f there to they're not to investigate voter fraud. They're there to investigate election fraud after the fact anyway. Yeah. OK. So the, the left is just using this as red meat for its base. Now, think about the uh, the ballot harvesting and just think about this logically for a second. the left's argument is that, um, you know, uh, well, you know, you, you have these people that they are unable to actually get the ballots back. And if we don't do it, they're going to be disenfranchised. Okay. It's a mail ballot, right? So the ballot was mailed to their house. So if they were able to go to their mailbox and get the ballot, they should be able to put it back in the mailbox when they're done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The bigotry of low expectations is what the left is focusing <laughs> exactly. on. Exactly. So if there's really a problem, if this is really a problem with the, the poor and the underprivileged and things like that, you can drive around and drop them off stamps. Yeah. You know, problem solved. Problem okay. solved. Um, and the other side of it, you know, is, is this bill is nothing. Look, this entire law was created for a single purpose for Ron DeSantis to galvanize the Trump base for the upcoming primary. That's true. 100 percent, because none of these laws really meant anything, except now that I see I didn't realize that some areas were actually doing ranked choice on a local level yeah so that does have some effect but that was here's the thing they were against that in a bipartisan fashion because neither oh, yeah. side wants ranked that's choice the only thing that they both agree with yes and here's the thing if the democrats could have voted for this bill they would have because they love it because this gives it gives both sides perfect red meat talking points to their base in a primary season yep this is one of those bills that behind closed doors, and this does happen, I'm telling you folks, Republicans and Democrats are getting together and saying, hey, look, this this, this is going to, uh, of course, we know you guys can't vote for it. We're going to, this is going to be a complete party line vote, which it was. Yeah. Straight, all Republicans voted for it. No Democrats voted for it. Um, but they're, they're talking, it's like, look, you guys are going to be able to come out and galvanize your base and call this thing, you know, the, the worst thing that's ever happened in Jim Crow and disenfranchising. And, yeah. and they're going after black voters because they're too stupid to get a driver's license and all that shit. Yeah. Um, and so it gives the left everything they want. And the right can go to the Trumpsters and see, even though there was no election fraud in Florida, even though Trump won the state of Florida. Yeah. OK. Um, they can still go to those Trumpsters and say, see, we're going to stop them from stealing another election. Yeah. And it, and when you see that, it's just all so obvious. And you hear these talking heads in the media talking about one side or the other of it. 
And you have to wonder, are they in on the game or are they just that stupid that they can't see the bigger picture? You know, it, it's absolutely you know what? Honestly, Amazing. I would say that they, I would say before I would say they might have been in on the game a little bit. Right. I actually do think they're just that stupid. I think they are. I think they. I are. actually and, think that they don't. They don't fully understand anything. Like, like I say, I listen to a lot of NPR, and it's just astounding that people who try to sound so star- smart are so stupid about this thing. Yeah. And it, 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 the fact that they're they're making it out like it's the end of the world, like, oh, my God, so many people are not going to be able to vote because of this, and, oh, my God, they're going to be kicking in doors, you know, attacking old black women. You know, and None of that's going to happen. <laughs> it's not even remotely close. There's, like, nothing there for that. And the, the fact that the right is going to their base and saying, see, we're going to stop these Democrats from stealing all these elections because they always have warehouse full of filled-out ballots, and we know know that these ballots none of that's happening either you know and i can say that with confidence because i've actually audited elections yes <laughs> you know we've done it in the state of florida multiple times expecting to find fraud and we're like oh oh no there's no, no fraud. fraud here yeah, none we, right <laughs> yeah. the numbers were almost dead on yeah yeah sometimes they were off by one or two but that's just going to happen that's though. margin of error yeah yeah it, you it, can't it, help you can't that, that's not fraud that's just there was zero human behavior there was zero evidence of anything anything that would have affected an outcome of any election that we ever looked at yeah yeah and so but again it, it just goes to show you that they make a bill that means nothing except for talking points for both sides, and both sides go off the rails about it. Yeah. And there's just no logic behind it. Well, meanwhile, the one thing in there that probably got the least amount of coverage that actually does have the most amount is of ranked choice. impact is ranked choice voting. Yeah. And that's the one thing that they both 100% support because that has the probability to weaken the stranglehold of the two-party system uh-huh. and give an opportunity for a third party or independents to maybe break in some. Yeah. So that they're... they're diametrically opposed to yeah you know it's the same reason that they control the uh <laughs> we both know this firsthand uh they control the uh, uh the, the debates. Uh, debates yeah you know and you can't get in a third party can't get in and when you uh you know reach the polling thresholds they just move the goalposts on you yes you know? and that's so, what they do that's what happened to me i mean we, we exhibit I had a to, i had to sue them in federal court and still lost yeah you know so Anyway, but I just I found that so fascinating that there's so much argument over this law and this law is just so absolutely meaningless. So ridiculous on both sides. Now, there was another article I put in there about Florida being the least affordable place to live in the U.S. Right. I don't understand this one. Well, I think it's primarily based on housing costs. Um, but you know, we're cheaper than California. Yeah. We're cheaper than New York. We're cheaper than. Well, actually, we're not cheaper than Chicago anymore, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we are up and coming. But I, I would still say, you know, that I, I don't think that this is 100 percent accurate. Yeah, it is expensive. Uh, rents have gone way up. There's no doubt about that. But to say we're the least affordable place to live in the U.S. doesn't seem quite right because we still have no income tax. Mm-hmm. Our tax burden is very low. But by the same token, our gas prices are low. Compared well, to the rest compared, of the country. Yeah, compared. Well, that's because of all the taxes in other places on gas yeah. and, and in the country. And uh, we also, the, the problem is, is though, our salaries are not high, as high as some of the other, you know, uh, national average. But I would but say. But that's going to change, too, though. Oh, that's yeah. It's changing. already changing. Yeah. It's already changing. But, uh, you know, still, in, in general, I don't see us as, it, we are an expensive place to live, but I doubt that that's accurate, that there we're the most, uh, least affordable yeah, place yeah, in the that U.S. That one didn't make a whole lot of sense when yeah. I saw that part of it either. But I put it in there just to almost put it in there to talk about it, though. Yeah, but that's CBS, so you can, you know. 
trust it as far as you like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and the other thing was is that I know. So we know the bill that they passed for Disney. Um, <laughs> I just say don't forget that. one. Oh, I'm not going to forget yeah. that one. Trust me. Um, Americans do not support pol- pol- uh, politicians punishing firms for their views. And this was a poll that I saw that I really did like to see. A bipartisan majority of U.S. voters oppose politicians punishing companies over their stances on social issues. A cold reception for campaigns like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis against Walt Disney World, uh, a, a Reuters Ipsos poll found. Uh, the two-day poll completed on Thursday showed that 62% of Americans, including 68% of Democrats and 55% of the co- uh, of Republicans, said they were less likely to back a candidate who supports going after companies for their views. Yeah. So here's the thing. You can't say that DeSantis didn't go after Disney exactly for that specific reason. DeSantis is fucking up lately. He is, I think he's dramatically overplaying the um, the social conservative angle. Well, you know. Okay, look, what I'll say about the Disney thing is we know at the end of the day nothing's going to change because of it. No. It so can't. it's just red meat for his side. Yeah. But even that they, red meat. They can't even take away the special taxing district uh, because of the bonds that have been issued. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's again, it's a, it's another meaningless ultimately because it's, it's going to get thrown out in court god bless you thank you no it's going to get thrown out in court and it's just it's dumb as shit but at the same time i just wanted to bring this one up bring that one up as well um about that you know that you see that um that you see that however so let me get to the next thing because again i know we're we're talking about weird stuff but so kirsten cinema who's a senator from arizona she's the one that replaced uh john mccain Kristen Cinema book boats uh, boasts of charming GOP colleagues with cleavage, so she actually put this in a book. So Arizona Democrat Senator Kirsten Cinema likes to brag about her that her cleavage has an extraordinary pervasive uh, or pervasive persuasive effect on some of her Republican colleagues, according to a new book from New York Times reporter Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns. Cinema, who has emerged as an obstacle uh, to the most radical parts of President Joe Biden's legislative agenda, boasts to colleagues and aides of using her looks to get away, get her way with Republicans. Martin and Burns write in "Will uh, This Will Not Pass, which the free Breakin retrieved from the local dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was Cinema, they said, joked with Democrats how easy it is for her to charm Republican men and boasted knowingly to colleagues and aides that her cleavage has an extraordinary pervasive or persuasive effect on the uptight men of the GOP. God bless her for hang this. On, hang on, way. i got to turn safe surf, uh, search off here. You're trying, to turn, you're trying to see if you can get a <laughs> yeah, picture? I, I'm, I'm trying to see some... Uh, some of her cleavage here. Uh, well, yeah, it's okay. I, and, uh, nothing spectacular. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, uh, cleavage uh, hypnotizes men. Period. <laughs> Look, I love <laughs> It has how nothing to do with geo. It, That's apolitical, man. Cleavage, <laughs> if you're a heterosexual man and you see cleavage. Or a lesbian. Or a lesbian, yeah. Um, and you see cleavage. I don't know if it has the same type of effect. I assume that it would, but I, I can't say that for sure. I certain. think it probably has a little bit of effect. Maybe not the Having same Having never as been men. a lesbian, I, I can't, you know, uh, presume uh, that. But I, I can say for a heterosexual man that, that yeah, cleavage is mesmerizing. I just, you know? I love that in the post. I literally, when, when, I, when I approach, a, no, I'm sorry. I'm, don't give me that dirty look. I got to finish this thought. Um, I, it, when I approach a woman, with um, significant or uh, highly exposed cleavage, 
my first thought is look in her eyes look in her eyes look in her eyes yeah <laughs> i mean and we've all every like you're already a little bit taken you're already a little bit you're, like, you're uh, off your game immediately yeah. because you're like i can't i can't stare at her tits yeah <laughs> you know? and it's such, look I, i'm sorry for sounding misogynistic but that is just biology man that is that happens to every guy every guy knows exactly what i'm talking about yeah you know so look, and here's the thing. Hold and on, you, hold wait, on, and hold the on women know it too. Exactly. Yeah. Look, you don't wear that shirt without some, without knowing somebody's right. going to look at your boobs, man. Yeah. You don't have like a, a nine inch drop neckline and not think that guys are going to check out your cleavage. Yeah. You, you know? know they are. Yeah. That's why you did that. Which is okay. Yeah. It doesn't make it. It's so not if, a bad thing. If, if we're staring at it, it's like that's what nature intended. You have an advantage. Right. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. And you have thrown us off our game. Yeah. So in like boob look guys that look doctors that make millions of dollars doing boob surgeries. Right. It ain't a, it ain't a forced procedure guys. Right. It ain't forced. It's not medically necessary. No, it's not. <laughs> Girls go there and get that done and you know why? Cuz right. they want bigger boobs so dudes will stare at them. Exactly. Exactly. Which I, again Right. I don't care. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just happy it's that just in, the the, in the post Me Too era that someone like her is like, yeah, I right. got these boobs and I fucking I'm going to use them. them. Right. Yeah. So good for her. Uh, yeah. I like her in more a, and more every day. In a way, honestly, yeah. It's it, like it, she admitted to it. Yeah. And it's look, everybody needs to just admit to it. You know, it's just the way of the world. Yeah. You know? And it's not a bad thing. Right. And again, we're not saying that she's asking for it or anything like that. Well, but, no, if you touch her or do something right, like of that, course, of course, if you were to assault her, that's yeah, a different but, story. So I, I don't want it to go down that path. But we're gonna, you shouldn't overly stare. We're gonna, it's yeah. kind of like the sun. Yeah. Look for a minute, look for a second, and then get, and then get away. <laughs> well, I, generally, I wait until they're looking at something else. <laughs> so it's like... I try to do I, that. I'm, I'm watching where their eyes are out of my periphery. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to do that, but I, I don't have as much success doing yeah that though yeah because i love boobs I, like I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you like I, I really love boobs i like to think i'm i'm pro, i'm pretty stealthy about it but i'm i'm sure you're that not nearly as stealthy as I, you think i'm you sure are. that the, yeah I, i'm getting busted all the time yeah it, it, but here's the thing if you don't go crazy with it then normally right. nobody says anything to exactly you. if if you're not like literally staring at, at you know a pair of jugs while you're talking to the woman then yeah. you can you take a couple but of i do have to keep telling myself over and over again to stare at her eyes just like you do though. <laughs> i totally have to do but, that but i honestly think that a lot of women in that situation would almost be offended if you didn't take a peek probably you know what i'm saying i think they expect a glance but don't want to stare Look, you know, man, it, it looks first off sex sells, man. Right. Sex sells right. and it sells for everybody. Yeah. Look, it's whether you're men or women, you're going to tell me that there's not women that are looking at dudes and ogling at, you know, dudes that are in good shape and, you know, <laughs> well buffed. And I, I remember one time I had a business meeting uh, with a, a, a female and uh, I happened to be wearing a, a pair of slacks. It was a little tight and it was very revealing. And we were like sitting on chairs facing each other. And this woman, like, <laughs> for, for the first time, I felt how like uh, a woman feels when they're. That yeah, you they're, felt objectified. Not really. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, she's totally checking out my package. It's like, but, you know, what what should I do about it here? Should I do nothing? I, so I didn't do anything and just let her stare at my, you know, my stare junk. junk but. Yeah. But. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it does rarely happen to men. But and again, I didn't. I was not offended in any way. It's like, no. Yeah. 
You know, look at my junk. Look at my junk. I'll take it out for yeah, you if you, yeah, ask, if you ask nicely. <laughs> I'm presenting here. You yeah. know. <laughs> I'm trying to get this deal. <laughs> maybe maybe I should uh, wear some low cut. You know. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. When I sold copiers, yeah. I sold to more women than I did to men. Right. Yeah. They, you know what it is? People like dealing well, with people sometimes of the opposite sex in some situations. I think that's true. Yeah. And they like to be a little... Not f- because they want to fuck them. No. But because it's fun. It adds some fun during the day to be flirty. I just a, Yeah, just a touch of flirtiness and, you know, nothing, nothing overt. But yeah, I, I think that's, uh, you know, especially for people who've been married a long time. And, yeah. You know, it's it's, and, and it's look, fun to have. And they're looking at it like, yeah. well, there's probably one in a million chance that I could bang this person, but right. there's still a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's so a chance. you're saying there's a chance. Well, it's like my wife's a hairdresser, so she's rubbing her boobs on guys all the time. Does you she know? do a lot of dudes' hairs? Uh, a fair amount. Yeah, okay. mostly women, but, you know, uh, some guys. Um, but, you know, she charges like $45 for a haircut for a guy. It's like, what guy's going to pay $45 for a haircut? Well, somebody that wants to get fucking smacked around butt. with their boobs. Exactly. Get, get some big old double Ds rubbed all over them. So, Which, you know, you know, ain't a bad thing, by right. the way. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if, if you're bringing home the tips, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, by the way, I need to schedule a fucking hair appointment with your with your. <laughs> <laughs> she will stick those boobies in your face. I, yeah. I gotta tell you, man, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, so let's get into. I put this one in there, but we're not going to spend a whole lot of time with this one, though. And that is the the GDP shrinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, it's just uh, basically so much shit has happened to the economy recently. Uh, most of it, uh, ourselves shooting ourselves in the foot uh, by printing a whole lot of money, but. Yeah, inflation is still going crazy. Uh, GDP was down 1.4 percent uh, in the first quarter, and it's probably going to continue to drop uh, in the second quarter. And if we hit three quarters in a row, we're technically in a recession, and I think we're going to head that direction. Um, the Fed's going to have to raise interest rates. I I figure they'll probably raise them 50 basis points, um, you know, at the next announcement. Yeah, because they have to. They have to get inflation under control, and I I don't think that they can. Um, I think that interest shift, rate should have never been this low. Well, not only that, uh, the just insane amounts of uh, you know uh, money that they created out of nothing mm-hmm. um, and gave to the American people and, and you know all the stimulus and the PPP and all that. It, it just you know it, it's just that always has a consequence. So we're going to continue to see higher inflation. We're going to continue to see supply chain disruptions. We're going to consi- uh, continue to see negative GDP. I think the stock market, however, is going to drop significantly. It was down almost 1,000 points yesterday. But I think it's going to hit a relative bottom because at some point, um, you know, that becomes an equity asset. That becomes something that um, not only is inflation affecting the economy per se, but it's also affecting the value of that equity. So I think that's going to turn around quicker than the actual economy turns around. Um, but you know, yeah, it's uh, it's just not a pretty picture, especially with uh, you know, with war on the horizon and um, you know, just everything still going on. Shanghai shutting down. Yeah, like that is such a hard lockdown. Those people are just. Whew. I feel bad for them. I know. There, there's actually stories now. They're they're actually putting up fences around apartment buildings. Uh, to prevent people from getting leaving, because a lot of people are now like, "Fuck you!" They're going stir crazy. They've been locked up for four to six weeks. Yeah. Like, can't leave their apartment locked up. Like, no one's even coming to take their trash. In a lot of cases, their trash is piling up. Um, it, it's very difficult to get food and water delivered to them. I mean, like, <laughs> it, 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 it's like they're under siege. Yeah, you know, from their own government. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It, it, it's insanity. Now, I had a question for you though, real quick. Okay. 
and I, I don't want to get into this entire subject, but I, so we know that Elon Musk now is, is Twitter's he's, he's buying Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. He said that he's offering 5420 a share. Right. Then what, and if they've agreed to it, then why is Twitter at 4899 right now? Uh, you know, I don't know the answer to that. It's, it's a lot of crazy things happen when a company is going private. You know. But if he's going to buy it for fifty four twenty, isn't it like for every share? Like if if I buy a share at forty eight ninety nine now and just hold on to it until the the fi- the deal's finalized, you're going to get fifty four twenty a share. Then I'm going to get fifty four twenty a share. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't understand how it's not there then. Yeah, I, I honestly I, I I don't understand that either uh, when it comes to uh, taking a company private, because you would think at that point because he still has to buy the shares, and I, there's also a, a thinking that can he get majority. Uh, stake without having to buy on the public market, you know, because most of the board of directors have already agreed to sell because they realize the writing's on the wall. He, well, he, they couldn't, they couldn't not, they do couldn't it. stop him. Yeah, because he offered a big enough price to where you, you have a fiduciary responsibility to to the company. Well, no, I'm talking about the individual shareholders on the board of director. Oh, I got you. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so, but they don't, they don't own much. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No. I, I didn't look into that. That was another shitty part. They didn't even own that much. Oh, really? Nah. Oh, okay. So most of it was, was openly traded stock. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Look, don't get wrong. You know, Saudi's got a bunch of stock in it and stuff like that. Like, right. there's a bunch of questions. And look, I'm, I, look, I am glad Elon Musk is buying Twitter. If for yeah. any, and look, there's people that are all mad and like, well, why would you want some billionaire to own it and stuff like that? Right. It doesn't matter if he's a billionaire or not a billionaire. It's what he said he's going to do. Right. And that's the most important thing of what he said he's going to do. Now, could he back out of doing that? Yeah. But then again, it would just be as shitty as it is now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it is a question to see how uh, Twitter is going to be after this. But I, I think uh, the most likely scenario is it's going to be better. I think yeah. so, too. And I wonder if he's going to bring Jack Dorsey back, if Jack Dorsey would come back. I think it's a possibility, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I think it is a possibility. I think that, you know, I think that he, I, Cause he, I think he is. He can't run it, you know. Well, he doesn't have enough time. Right. Again, yeah, exactly. Again, one of my. Focus on fucking Mars, will Yeah, you? one of my biggest complaints about Elon Musk sometimes is that, he, you know, I need you focused on Mars. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. we need to get off this fucking planet, you, you, guy. Need, you need to save the species. So. Yeah. Hold on. And the, the other thing that got brought up this week a lot, like you saw memes out there that were like, you know, if, you know, Elon Musk could have solved the, you know, homelessness and, you know, malnutrition and stuff like that if he would spend his money on that instead of spending your money on this. Really? How many fucking trillions of dollars has the government spent? <laughs> right. And they haven't solved the fucking problem. Right. So hold on. It was it was only Elon's forty four bill that would have taken you over the top, right? Like I know. fuck you. I know that's just it's a stupid. That's just not only is it a stupid not only is it a stupid argument, is that it ignores the waste that the government does. Right. Oh yeah, without question. That, that that's just that argument is so stupid that it's not even worthy of comment. Really. But, and here's the other thing: if that actually was true, then Elon Musk is the kind of guy that would have done it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like no bullshit, well, he would have done it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is true. Actually, if if forty four billion dollars could have, uh, you know, ended hunger and homelessness worldwide, he, he would have done it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> How about the four trillion that the U.S. government spends every year? Yeah, yeah, or the seven trillion yeah. it spent last year alone. Right, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, and it goes the same. And again, we'll go into Ukraine here. It goes the same with Ukraine. How many times are you going to come back and say we got to buy we we got to buy you know we got to buy them guns, right? We got to buy them ammo, weapons, and stuff like that, and ship them over there. And then everybody goes, "Says yes." And then a week later, they say the same fucking thing. It's right. like, hold on a second. What did you do with all the fucking guns you just bought them? 
Well, it's like, it's, is your plan a week long? How about you buy three months worth of fucking weapons then? Well, Instead of fucking buying a week worth of weapons and then buying another week worth of weapons. Uh, they kind of are now, but it's it, that money's going a lot of different directions. Well, so. because it's all yeah. grif- it's all getting grifted. No, I don't. I don't think in this case it is. Oh, I think some of it is. Oh, but, I absolutely well, think some of it's always some grifted. of it is. Always some of it is. But I, I think this is. Uh, Basically, a lot of the money is going to other countries who are actually supplying the equipment. What you've got now in re- Ukraine is, uh, you know, this this money is going to Ukraine per se, but it's also going to Poland, Finland, uh, Latvia, uh, you know, yeah, uh, American Romania. defense contract, American no, no, defense no, no. contractors. Well, it, no, it's actually not. That's the shocking thing. At this point, the American defense contractors are not making any money off this yet. They will. Uh, because they're going to have to replace all the javelins and stingers that we sent over there. But you have to remember, we're not sending them a lot of American equipment because they don't know how to use it. They're not I trained on it. I got you. So, so what, we're sending in the excess from the other countries, and exactly. then we're going to resupply those yeah, other countries. We're, we're sending the money to, to Poland and, and Finland and Lithuania and Latvia and Estonia and saying, send them your T-72s, send them your art- artillery. Well, we are sending them now a lot of 155-millimeter uh, howitzers, yeah. and we're training them how to use them. But the problem is, we can't send M1 Abrams over there. They wouldn't know how to use them. Yeah. You know, we can't send Patriot missile batteries over there. They don't know how to use them. So we got to get them the S-300, the Soviet, you know, air, uh, air defense systems. Yeah. So that's what a lot of it is harder to do. But since we've uh, segued to Ukraine here, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, you know, as I said three weeks ago or four weeks ago, uh, Russia's already lost this war, um, and that's clearly evident now. Uh, their push in the east is just failing miserably. They're not gaining any new territory. The only reason that the uh, Ukrainians have not advanced to start driving them out is they still have a whole lot of artillery and a whole lot of uh, ammunition for that artillery uh, so they can kind of force the Ukrainians out of a buffer zone. In fact, sometimes the Ukrainians have to tactically retreat, retreat just to get out of the targeting zone yeah. of the art- artillery. But now that the U.S. artillery is coming in with the uh, counter-battery radar, they can pinpoint exactly where that shell came from and return fire on it, take out the artillery. And once that happens, then there'll be nothing left to prevent the Ukrainians from basically pushing them out of the east and more and more intel is coming in that uh you know the morale is so low if they have a the reason that they're only after they drive the ukrainians back from an area that they've been shelling they're only sending in like small probes it's not because they're doing you know recon like you would normally expect in that situation it's because out of their battalion tactical groups they only have like 10 percent of the troops willing to move forward the rest are refusing to advance yeah or they're just you know what'll happen is a lot of times they'll advance a little bit and immediately upon contact they retreat yeah yeah um so and they can't maneuver worse shit so yeah the the same problems that they've been having are now even getting worse as far as that goes uh so yeah we're we're basically it's not going to take much longer before the ukrainians start regaining a lot of territory and like i said that scenario, especially between tomorrow and May 9th, um, makes the likelihood of a tactical nuclear weapon, um, you know, a low kiloton yield tactical nu- nuclear weapon being fired uh, on Ukraine, highly probable. Well, and also, Ukraine says Russia deployed the uh, Isklander M launchers near the border. Right. These right. are m- nuclear-capable launchers. Yeah, and they also... Uh, uh, launched uh, a uh, submarine with uh, 
SLBM uh, sub-launch ballistic missile capabilities, uh, that is now in the Black Sea. And those can be uh, fitted with tactical nuclear warheads. They probably already are. I actually think at this point we should just send Kirsten Cinema over there to show a little cleavage. It might work. The whole thing fucking solved. It might work. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, we're, we're probably not. The Ukrainians, like I said, the Ukrainians are going to win this war. Um, and if it doesn't go nuclear, uh, they will within probably two months at the most be able to drive the Russians completely out of the country. Yeah. Probably even out of Crimea, the Crimean Peninsula as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but definitely out of the east. Yeah. Uh, because the even the the um, original separatists are now like, fuck it, we're done with this. Yeah. yeah. They overplayed they their hand, fight. man. Oh, totally. Russia totally, totally yeah. overplayed their shit. But like they, they overplayed the they overplayed because they didn't understand the population over there. They right. thought something that wasn't the truth over there. Right. And they thought their military was a little bit better than it is, and it ain't. And that really makes me wonder about uh, the Russian intelligence gathering capabilities. In fact, the the entire capabilities of the uh, the Russians altogether. In fact, <laughs> one of the things that was absolutely hysterical, and I'm talking, I laughed out loud really over over this was um, the FSB, which is the current permutation of the, the KGB, basically. Mm-hmm. So picture that as like our CIA type of thing. Um, uh, <laughs> they uh, released a video, and they said there was a plot to kill their TV news anchor man, which is like it, all the TV news in Russia at this point is completely state-sponsored. It's all pure propaganda. Yeah. Um, and this is like their chief propagandist. He's like the the the... Dan Rather of the you know <laughs> propaganda or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they said there was this Nazi, neo-Nazi Ukrainian plot to assassinate uh, this uh, mouthpiece for the state media. So they released this whole video. And in watching this video, so they go in, they break down the door, they arrest the guys. Of course, there's like portraits of Hitler there. There's a copy of Mein Kampf. You know, I mean, just the most ridiculous thing that a co- the covert uh, group of people would not have <laughs> if they were actually on a covert assassination mission. Yes. Okay. But hang on a second. So they're going through these uh, these books. And uh, so the the video camera is on one of them, and there's a, like an inscription uh, from this this uh, Nazi group, and it says, you know, thank you for being the best Nazis out there, or something like that. And the signature is in Ukrainian, and the translation of the signature, like love, comma, was signature incomprehensible. <laughs> and this is on actually the the video that they released so someone wrote in this book this thing like it was being given to these great nazis for being good nazis yeah and it was signed by signature incomprehensible now i can almost guarantee you that somewhere there was an order given to some fsb agent that says here write this in the book and then make the signature incomprehensible so just like scribble it and they actually wrote in Ukrainian signature incomprehensible and then put that on national television. Wait, it gets it gets better. OK, so now here you've got a display and you know how like anytime police do a raid, they lay, yeah, they out, lay all, out all, the, all stuff. the stuff. So they've got this this like, for example, one is a swastika T-shirt. OK, 
And it's still. Have you ever seen one of those swastika t-shirts before? Have you ever seen a t-shirt that looked like that? No, but I do know that this is folded like it just came from Amazon. Yes. This shirt has never been worn, but that's not the best part. And of course, there's a green wig. Like, why would you have a green wig? (laughs) Like, that's going to let you blend in. But the best thing is there are three copies of The Sims game. Okay, and for those of you who know it, that's an actual computer and PlayStation game, The Sims, where people walk around. And everyone was trying to figure out why is that evidence? Like, what's that got to do with it? Why would you have three copies of The Sims video game, like, displayed as evidence? How does that make you a Nazi? Yeah. And somebody figured it out. One of the directives coming from the FSB was to have three SIM cards. Like for cellular phones. <laughs> and, and and some idiotic Russian FSB agent interpreted that to be The Sims video games. And then nobody caught it. So they're going to like display this like, you know, uh, this treasure troves of Nazi paraphernalia and put the three Sims games there like that's evidence. I mean, just... <laughs> The so so clearly this was a completely staged event. None of it ever happened, but it, it's absolutely amazing that they're so bad at this. Yeah, I they mean, suck. Can, can you imagine the CIA doing the same thing? I mean, first of all, yes, I could imagine the CIA doing the same thing. I think they're smarter thing, than that, though. But they wouldn't make these type of fucking blatant fuck-ups. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, you could take a guy from the mailroom of the CIA and tell him to stage this. And he could have done far better than the FSB did. Yeah. You know, he would have gone, uh, What? Are, are you kidding me? Seriously? You're going to sign it signature incomprehensible? You're going to put Sims video games there? You're going to, like, stick a picture of Adolf Hitler on the wall? Like, who would do that? (laughs) That's just like... The only way that this works is because they have such a propaganda... Because it's state-controlled media. Right, and that's the other thing. They, They showed this repeatedly on state media. Like, did did one reporter catch this and say, we can't hear that, you know? And it makes me wonder, and this is... I really do wonder... Are they that stupid, or were was that an FSB agent trying to literally sabotage the thing? And are the are are, are they just so like um, follow orders no matter what? Same with the media. The media had to catch this if they have half a brain in their head, or are they trying to like show a little you know hey hey guys here's what's really happening here we're gonna let this go because you know this this you need to see this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. I can't imagine that they're all that stupid because they just can't be. You know, it, it just makes no sense for that to be true. So yeah, I'm watching the video right now, and it really does seem totally staged. Oh, yeah, 100% staged. If you watch the complete video, there's there's no doubt in your mind that that was a completely staged thing. But it makes me wonder if uh, the entire nation has fetal alcohol syndrome and they're really just this stupid or if there are some people in some levels of authority trying to get the truth out any way they can. And I kind of hope it's the latter. And I actually hope it starts to work. But, folks, that's it for the first hour of uh, Unattended Baggage. If you'd like to join us in the second hour, please visit patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber. You get a whole bunch of swag, and we'll see you on the other side. 